Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, y'all? It's your host, Will, coming back for another episode of Field Note Fridays. And specifically, for the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about archery because it is that time of year. It's end of July. We're into August. It's coming down to the wire, y'all. If you haven't been shooting your bow, if you haven't pulled it out of the case yet to knock off the dust, you should be sweating right now. If you've been shooting, you've been doing all these things, this podcast probably isn't for you. But if you haven't, let me tell y'all, I've got Mr. Corbin Williams who is an archery shop owner in Texas. He's got his main shop in Seminole, Texas called Corbin's Archery, and he's got another shop that's recently opened up in Lubbock, Texas. So all my Texas boys and girls, if you haven't, head on over to Corbin's Archery. Talk to the man. He knows his stuff, and that's why we're bringing him on here to talk about things that you should be doing this time of year to get ready for bow hunting season. Whether you're going out west to chase after some muleys, elks, bighorn sheep, whatever you're going after, Now's the time. A few months ago should have been the time. Or if you're just now getting ready for whitetail season, you need to listen in to what Corbin has to say. Because these next three weeks, we're going to be breaking down things from bow maintenance, things to be looking at, strings, arrows, all those things. We're also going to be breaking it down into doing more than just flip-flop reps in the backyard. What do I mean by that? We're talking about doing more than just going in the backyard in your flip-flops, cracking a cold one, and shooting a few at 20. So we're going to talk to him about how he circumvents that and does certain things to get better and be more prepared for the mountains, tree stand, tripod, whatever you're going to be doing. And then finally, third part, we're going to be going down some rabbit holes. But nonetheless, we get Corbin on here to talk about all these things, and hopefully you'll be able to take some of this and apply it to becoming a better archer because at the end of the day, 
it's what we owe to the animal. We don't want to do a disservice to the animal in the game we're chasing after. So again, y'all, we just want to thank y'all for tuning into the Hunt Stand Podcast. We've appreciated all the support that we've gotten y'all from so far, all the listens, all the downloads. If you haven't yet, make sure on whatever platform you're listening to, you're either subscribed, you're following along with the podcast. So that way, as soon as we post, you get a notification and you can listen to my sweet caressing voice as you're on your way into the office or wherever you're going, working out, whatever you're doing. But you want to make sure you get those notifications. And if you haven't, be sure to rate, review. really helps us out. We greatly appreciate y'all. I'm going to quit rambling. Here's Corbin Williams. We just want to thank y'all for tuning in the Hunt Stand Podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Well, man, you ready to get this thing rolling? I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, let's, let's get this thing going, man. Well, Corbin, first and foremost, welcome for coming on to the Hunt Stand Podcast, and just thanks for your time today. Happy to be here. I'm excited. Dude, me too, man. It's it's the time of year, just like we were talking just prehand. Is it's busy. You know, you're trying to find the time to do this. Your shop is nuts right now. And uh man, one of the things I like to do to get this podcast started is I like for you to give the listeners kind of that 30-foot tree stand view of who you are, where you've been, and kind of how you've gotten to where you are in life. Okay. Okay. Uh I am, I'll say first and foremost, I'm a I'm a Christian and I am a father and a husband. And then from that, my wife was in dental school. I'm going to jump right into in dental school. Uh, a few, I don't know, it's been a gazillion years ago. I keep forgetting how old I'm getting. <laughs> and I uh, broke a bowstring on my bow. Um, I shot at a turkey and I didn't have a knock. I don't think I had my arrow knocked all the way. Mm-hmm. And we were poor. Like we were living on $300 a month. And ramen noodles were like a big deal. Eating out one meal a month was huge. Um, and so I broke my bowstring and went into a shop and it was $120 to replace. And I came home and I told Amy, I was like, I know we have absolutely no money, but I got, I've got a bowstring today. And I started thinking, I was like, gosh, God, it's gotta be easy to like build a bowstring. And, and it's not, but I started learning how to do it. Took a loan out from my mom. She gave me like seven grand. I bought all the string building stuff, started building bowstrings, started giving them away basically um, on uh, Texas bow hunter and places like that. And telling guys like, tell me how bad these are. And so I can learn how to get better. Yeah. Built a big string business, sold that string business out to a larger string business. And I said, well, crud, man, I love tuning bows and all that. What am I going to do now? So we started selling bows and, um, called, I carried PSE from 2006 since 2006. And then we got into Matthews and Hoyt, um, as well. And then we built the bow shop when we moved back to our hometown in Seminole. Um, and now we're just having fun with a bow shop. And now you got a second one in Lubbock, right? A second location in Lubbock that happened last week. We're super amped about that. Man, you're you're going like crazy. Any chance you're going to bring one down to Central Texas? Uh, man, you get me a bow shop guy to run my bow shop like the guys I have here, like Barnwell and GK that can close their eyes and tune a bow, and that is trustworthy. You can leave a thousand dollars in one dollar bills, and not a one of them is missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, probably not. I, I everybody keeps asking me to put them all over the place, and I'm like, man, I. I, I can get to Lubbock super fast. It's 45 minutes door to door and I can check on things, take care of customers there. Barnwell can run here. Um, so probably not. Damn. Hey, I tried. <laughs> I tried. That's right. That's right. Well, man, 
this is the time of year things are getting nuts, right? You've got guys that are coming in that they might be going on a hunt in a couple of weeks and they haven't touched their bow since last last season. And so I want to break this down into a couple of parts for our Field Note Fridays. And so I want you to kind of give the listeners the the DL on what they need to be doing this time of year for getting prepped for hunting season. You know, some guys may not be hunting till October, November, but then you got guys that, you know, September's what, 75 days away that are going to go chase elk. Yep. Yep. What what are you telling guys that come to your shop? What do they need to be doing? Um, I think the number one thing, you know, um, is making sure that you're shooting, um, shooting yeah. every single day, which we can get into. But I would say make sure that your strings are good. Um, we every single year in the middle of a hunt, we have guys bring in a bow that has busted, whether they didn't have an arrow knocked or they touched it with a broadhead or the string was eight years old and dried out and they shot it and it broke in the middle of a hunt or the day before a hunt. I tell everybody, you need to have new strings on. If you're going on a September elk hunt, I'd like to see you in May or June. And a lot of our guys have not even looked at their bow since maybe January at the latest. Yeah. (laughs) And so the string is the most important top part. What takes most Mm -hmm. of the energy um, other than the arrow on every single shot and it's the thinnest part on it. Yeah. The string. So I tell people like, I think it's the most Im- absolute important thing. And then, uh, putting good strings on, making sure that your timing and everything is back on. Everything is dead nuts. It feels exactly the way it did before. Um, making sure that your arrows are right. Like we're rock right, right now. So yesterday I had a guy come in, which we love him, but he came in with, I don't know what it was like uh, three of one brand. And then he brought in four of another brand of arrow and he couldn't, he's like, well, I'm just testing them out to see which I'm all for. Yeah. But that needs to be done in May. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't bring in a dozen arrows that every, every four of them's a different brand and you don't know what you're going to shoot and wanting to bow tune. Cause it's not going to happen. I'm not going to tune Jimmy Jane's arrow to, and at a Billy Bob's arrow and make them all shoot the exact same. It's not going to happen. They're all going to spine a little bit differently. The vein, I mean, we had, I think we, on one of them, we were looking at a, like a very short blazer vein and then a AAE hybrid to uh, 2.0 or 2.1. And then we were looking at some, um, some maxes, which are going to be a little bit stiffer and shorter. And then uh, what was that other set? It was something like, uh, oh, I was attack vein, which is a super stiff vein. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they all fly different. And he had a 340, uh, a brand that spined out to a 350. And then he had a 300. And then he had, I think, maybe another 340. And I was like, man, you're you're trying to broadhead too and see what all flies the best. Are you changing your bow every single time? No, no. So I would say get all of your testing done. All of it. Like, you need to know what on earth you're going to shoot. I would say absolutely no later than the first. If we're hunting, starting... Well, you know, we have a bunch of mule deer hunts starting in August yeah, across yeah. the country. So Utah. Yeah. Um, so I would say by then, by no later than mid-June. Gotcha. Right. So for part one, you'd say the most important part is maintenance of your bow. Yep. So yep. outside of your strings and testing things, what are some other aspects from a maintenance perspective with your bow that they should be looking at? So... Make sure that all the screws are tight. 
Um, <laughs> make sure your mod screws. So on a Matthews, make sure that those four mod screws are tight because they will loosen every once in a while. Rarely, but make sure those are tight. Make sure that your limb bolts are exactly where they were before. Check the, the screws or the bolts on all of your site, all of your pins. Make sure all of those are tight um, yeah. because you may not be hearing a rattle, but oftentimes they get loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're traveling with your bow, like in terms of walking, even at a tack event, but you're walking and you carry your bow with your sight, I've seen those become loose and a guy's shooting and they start shooting low. Yeah. So just check, make sure everything's tight on it. Um, and then if you hear any squeaks through your cams or you've ever accidentally dry fired and just had it restrung and they said it was fine, but you're hearing a squeak, make sure the bearings and the cams are actually good. Cause a lot of, t- I've seen those go bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, I think that would be the main thing. Like all your bolts, everything, all your screws, everything that's on the bow, make sure they're tight. Any squeaks are fixed as well. Gotcha. And then just checking for any kind of serving separation, yep. strings that have become detached, anything like that. Any fraying, any serving separation at all. Um, I have a lot of guys that they'll have like a two-year-old string and don't want to get it replaced, but they have strands that are actually broken. It's very, it's visible. Um, if they look dry, replace them. Um, you can go put wax on them, but it's not going to repair the damage from the dried out string that's in the interior. Um of the string material it's going to dry from the inside out and so you're going to all that fray from the outside is probably 10 times worse on the interior damn so what's tell us what's the worst bow you've seen come in this time of year and the reason i ask that is you know i i used to work in a shop managed to shop my own obviously not on the scale that you are um but the worst one i saw i had a guy bring his bow in and i think it was an old darden and he's mm-hmm. like, I need new strings. Uh, he needed new cams, which I somehow found on the internet and he needed a couple other things done. Well, he had bought the bow used. Whoever had bought the bow, he had bought the bow from, they tack welded the axles in with pieces of metal plate. So I couldn't get the axles out to replace cams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing your eyes right now, man. It was insane. I was like, dude, I, I can't work on this. I can't do anything to it. Um, I would say real similar. I have a customer who's a really good customer and I am going to blast him on here. He, uh, he's a, he's a mechanic. So he yeah. likes to do everything himself. And so he took his bow, built his own bow press. He just had bought like a $2,800 setup, takes it home and he's going to take it apart and rebuild it himself. Oh no. Well, the bow press, I mean, he didn't back the limbs out. The bow press wasn't made to, to fit into the limbs on that on that bow the way they should have. So he cracked all four limbs. He uh, then thought they would be fine to continue shooting, but he put his own axle bolt through the cam. Like he put his own screws on, so he over-tightened them. So not only did we get the, the linear top cracks that are coming from the bow press, they also went the opposite direction from him tightening his limbs in and his limbs bent. So if you're looking at a limb and they're, if you were looking at it flat, you would say like they towed in, basically they curved in because he, what he, he used his own screws to go into the axles from both sides and cranked them down. I mean, it was insane. And he brought it in. He was like, it's just not shooting. And I was like, well, dude, you're, I can, I'm not even going to shoot it. You, you cause a minimum of like $400 in damage to your boat in two days. He was like, well, I just figured I could figure it out. I was like, well, I love you, man. But but next time, at least ask me before doing it. And I would tell you like, hey, let me see the press first. I'm all for you working on your bow, but let's make sure that it's going to work. Like I would have told you, you know, back the, the limb bolts out. It was terrible. 
and it was frustrating at the same time. <laughs> so did he, did he, did you repair it or brand new bow? Uh, he repaired it and he decided, I mean, cause when he was done, he probably could have got a, bought a brand new bow. Cause he had, he put new strings, they'd get all new limbs, all new cams, all new axles. Um, the only thing that was okay on his bow was his riser. Yeah. That, yeah, that's insane. So yeah, definitely me checking all parts of the bow, making sure everything's good. Yep. And then probably, you know, if, if somebody's not quite sure, just recommend taking it to their, their nearest bow shop. Yeah. And if you're not, yeah, just run it in the bow shop. Like we'll grab a bow from a customer and most any solid bow shop will do the same thing. Like I will look at your bow and say, I I don't have to sell you strings. I'm not in business to sell you a billion strings. It's not, I am here to tell you like to make sure your bow's safe. But if I tell you your strings look like crap and like those are the words that I use, mm-hmm. your strings are in really bad shape and you need to replace it. Um, and, and if they tell you, if your shop looks at it and instantly sees an issue, um, that, that means there's something wrong. So for example, if Barnwell builds a bow and he builds it a specific way that he locks to, but it's not the way that like I wanted it done. Yeah. I can tell you in a picture, he sends me of the bow that something wasn't the way that I wanted it. It's the way he wanted it, yeah. which is perfectly fine. Um, and so most bow shops that have been in, been doing it for a while can really tell like, Oh, did you have like six strands? Oh no, 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 that's fine. No. I w- even if you don't buy the string from me, please, before you shoot your bow, go buy a brand new string. I bet that thing's on a Z7. Let's say it's 10 years old and you haven't changed your strings. Like, it's time. Please go buy a string set. It's worth it. It's it's worth your sanity that be more accurate. Yeah. Thousand percent, thousand percent. Like you said, make sure you go get it done before then. All right, y'all. There you have it. An end to part one of the preseason bow hunting prep with Corbin Williams. Make sure you've got yourself subscribed and following along to the podcast so that way you get notified when we drop episode two of this series next week so again y'all just want to thank you for tuning in the hunt stand podcast and we will see you on the next one